Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free. It is the live Saturday edition, and we are here to take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Uh, don't forget, our website is free at freetalklive.com. You know those other talk show hosts, the guys you hear during the week? Uh, they want to charge you for their shows. And we're actually on during the week, too, but we may not be on on your local talk radio station. If not, you should call them and ask real nice like to have more Free Talk Live. But uh, most of those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their sites, and ours is free. And we've got more for free on our site than they charge you for on their sites. I guarantee it. Or your money back at freetalklive.com. All right, so uh, 800-259-9231, of course, open phones is always on this program to allow you to dial in about anything. But earlier this week, and I unfortunately was not here for this discussion because I'd been arrested, and that's a whole other story. Uh, If you want to know more about that, you can listen to last night's program over at freetalklive.com. We talked about it in detail, but as I was... uh, It had to do with the, uh, the, the city council drinking game. Yes, and uh, as I was in the uh, the police station, you guys were performing the show on Thursday night, uh, you and uh, Sean, who was in here that night. And one of the stories that uh, you talked about was, I believe, out of Portland, where a little girl, seven years old, was shut down for having a lemonade stand. Now, can you recap the story, Mark, uh, for our listeners? Basically, for me? <laughs> sure. Basically, the, uh, the the little girl, she was seven, and she had seen the ideas in one of her books or something of having a lemonade stand. And, and who hasn't? Is, right. This is a rite of passage, uh, you know, generations past. But now the government has grown so large that they pretty much demand that children have permits for their lemonade stands. Uh, bureaucrats are so ravenously, uh, uh, voraciously after revenue that they shut down lemonade stands because, well, they're in competition <laughs> with, with... I remember this from, from Little Rascals. <laughs> and guess who the villain was? The villain was the, the, the cop and, the, and the, the, the storekeeper that wanted to shut down the lemonade stand. Mm-hmm. It's hard to look good shutting down kids' lemonade stands. Sure and, it is. This is what happened. The uh, the bureaucrats said, "Oh, it's it's unfair competition. Everybody else is paying the man 120 bucks for a a license. We're going to fine you 500 bucks if you don't shut this down, sweetheart." Really? That was the threat. So they they got scared, they shut it yeah. down. And there was a story written about it. You guys talked about it on uh, I think it was Thursday night's show. Right. So, there's an update. Good news. Guess what? They uh, got so much heat and flack that they finally buckled. According to the Oregonian at OregonLive.com, no need to jack up the price of a glass of lemonade. Turns out kids won't have to shell out $120 for a health permit to run their lemonade stand after all. Multnomah County top uh, top elected official apologized Thursday for health inspectors who forced a 7-year-old girl to shut down her stand last week because she didn't have a food safety permit. Chairman Jeff Kogan also said he's directed county health department workers to use professional discretion in doing their jobs. What's that mean? That means that um, if it if the person's so young that it's going to make them look bad, mm-hmm. that they shouldn't shut it down. And I, I, you know, it's a small step 
in the right direction. But why should if if I, for whatever reason, want to go set up a, a, lemonade a lemonade stand out in front of my house, shouldn't I be able to do it? Do I have to really? You think I'm I'm putting borax in there? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you think I'm trying to kill people out there with my lemonade? So it's just silly. Right. Well, the idea that they're going to test your lemonade, they've got some sort of lemonade. They're not testing it. They want 120 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) The bureaucrats don't test your lemonade. This is the the, the most ludicrous part of this. Ma'am, I'm sorry. We can't allow you to sell this lemonade. It doesn't have any ice cubes. The health inspector isn't going to do anything about the lemonade. We've got standards. They just want their 120 bucks. It's like the mob. That's exactly what it is. Something bad could happen in here if you uh, you haven't paid your licensing fee. You know what I'm saying? Except the mob. Probably would have left a little girl alone. It's it's very yeah. unlikely that the mob would have done something like this to a little girl. They tend to have respect toward children, from what I understand. I mean, I, I don't work for the mafia or anything like that, but it's what I understand. So, uh, so let me continue here. Inspectors told Julie Murphy and her mother Maria Fife to stop selling lemonade at the monthly last Thursday arts festival. Uh, in northeast Portland last week, state law technically requires that even lemonade stands have temporary restaurant licenses, which cost a hundred and twenty dollars. How much? Are you, how much lemonade are you going to sell to make up for this hundred and twenty? I mean, you ain't gonna. She make was it. making the lemonade with Kool Aid. It's not like it's you know delicious, fresh squeezed lemonade or anything like that. I've certainly stopped off and bought um, every time I see one of these little lemonade stands. I stop off because I believe in entrepreneurship. And I sure. buy whatever it's it is cute. that the kid is uh, is selling, watered down Kool Aid that they're selling. I'll, I'll I'll do that, but um, you know, that's that's a lot of lemonade to sell to make up for that hundred and twenty dollar permit. And what are you <laughs> going to cut it? What are you gonna, unless you're selling it at five bucks a glass or something? What, I don't know how many glasses the average lemonade stand goes through, but it can't be that many. No. Uh, Kogan said the inspectors were following the rule book, but should consider that food safety laws are aimed at adults engaged in a professional food business, not kids running lemonade stands. That's very interesting. This is the reason I wanted to share this piece here was because of the hemming and the hawing that this bureaucrat does about his laws. Because when they come to you and they tell you that you need a permit for X, Y, and Z, or you need a license, or you need a health code, etc., etc., whatever it is they fill in the blanks. Sorry, you can't have this yard sale here. This is your vending without a permit. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's always, well, we're just doing our jobs. If you don't like the law, you can change the law. Da, 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 da. Sure, because the professional bureaucrats are constantly trying to grow the law, but I, who have a job and try to, to earn money that, to pay their stinking salaries, I should, what, invest my full time trying to keep them from growing the government? I mean, really? That's, that's what the expectation is? I thought I was born free. Well, you thought so, but uh, as you learn enough, you realize that's not the case. So I think it's interesting what he's saying here. He's saying that uh, food safety laws are aimed at adults engaged in a professional food business, but not kids running lemonade stands. Well, what about kids selling hot dogs? What about kids doing something besides a lemonade stand? How would that end up looking for them, too, if they went after any time you bust a seven-year-old girl for doing some sort of vending? It's going to look bad, right? So, and the mother was there at the the incident, and right. you know, obviously, we're aiming at the uh, the seven year old. It was it was her idea, according mm-hmm. to her mother, and I believe her. Um, you know, if the mother was engaged in, she probably wouldn't be selling. 
Kool-Aid, you know, right. she would have been selling Real lemons lemonade. or something. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, she was there to keep the seven year old safe as, as, as a mother. I would expect her to do. But what if the you know, what if the, the mom decides, you know, I'm going to set up a roadside uh, restaurant here and I'm going to have my seven year old as a pr- protection, uh, you know, as a as a, <laughs> as a totem to ward off the bureaucrats. Hey, hey, it's my da- it's my daughter's taco stand. What right. a, what, She's what in charge. <laughs> but the, my, my suggestion here would be that who is more likely to understand food safety, professional food vending people or a seven year old girl? Now, look, I'm not saying that I think that uh, the government's justified in having this food safety nonsense. I think it's a bunch of crap, personally. In fact, if you've worked in the restaurant business, I'd love to hear from you tonight. Or if you do work in the restaurant business, tell us your story about the government food inspection. Because every time I've ever talked to somebody about these government health inspectors, it's a joke. They call in advance. Or, let they're you know used, they're or, they, or they shut people down that they have some kind of a vendetta against. This is true. And that's uh, one of the things that happened here in, uh, in Keene, New Hampshire today. But that's another story. They shut down a little girl's lemonade uh, limeade stand here, uh, an ice cream stand here in, uh, in town this morning. It was just absolutely despicable on their parts. But if you've had experience with these bureaucrats that come around and pretend to inspect uh, businesses for health code violations, then just explain it to me. Because what, what has it been like? Because every time I've ever talked to anybody, it's usually they call in advance. You get plenty of time to uh, you know clean up, look pretty, and then when they come in, they just kind of look around at the ceiling tiles, sit down, enjoy a free meal on the house, uh, chat it up with the manager, and then leave. Unless, as you said, Mark, they're trying to punish somebody because they don't like them for some sort of political purposes or whatever. Those are the two versions of the story that we tend to hear. We've talked about these issues. You know, the issue of uh, of health regulation is uh, is this big specter, right? That the people raise when you talk about getting rid of the the government, getting rid of this violent monopoly. Well, what about the health code? Well, wait a minute. Uh, don't you think that the people in the marketplace want to keep their customers coming back? Clearly, there's no interest in poisoning your customers. That doesn't make much sense. Word of mouth isn't going to spread too fast if you're poisoning people. Uh, and beyond that, you can have third-party uh, certification. You Plus can you have can sue them. <laughs> you can sue. Plus, you can have people come in and actually do a good job of inspecting your restaurant. Just look at a lot of chain places. They do that. They do a much better job than the government. More coming up. Free talk. Death. Its shadow followed Paul. Its hot breath had flowed across the back of his neck. Its cold fingers had caressed his throat. As Paul dabbles in the occult world of the Ouija board, a dangerous netherworld opens up to him, and he discovers the frightening possibility that a demonic dimension may be merging with our own. Read Matthew Wayne's debut novel, The Ouija-ers. To find out more, available now as an ebook at IPIC Publishing, ipicpublishing.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features on the site for free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. The features include our news updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll know first if you're on the updates list. And there are various different ways to receive this information. You can uh, sign up for the email list. You can do Twitter or Facebook. So you make the choice. Choose them all if you want. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up free. That's news.freetalklive.com. Get your liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. 
Do it from the back of your car with LibertyStickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings. Uh, I love to go over there and just read them. Yeah, there's there's so many of them. They're, 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 they're very enjoyable. Go check them out and let your voice be heard at LibertyStickers.com. All right, so uh, we started things out here, and I uh, ran out of time in the last segment, so I didn't get the phone numbers out. So here they are, 800-259-9231. We're talking about what well, the conversation that began was about this lemonade stand that was shut down in Portland, Oregon uh, last week. And, of course, it made the news, as these things should uh, when, when they happen. And caught with the red-handed in their violent ways, the government bureaucrats have now backpedaled at this point. Uh, OregonLive.com reporting that the head bureaucrat in Multnomah County has said that uh, health department workers should use professional discretion in doing their jobs. They should consider that food safety laws are aimed at adults engaged in a professional food business, not kids running lemonade stands. And the reason for that, as you pointed out, Mark, is because it's public relations. It's not about food safety. If it was about food safety, they'd actually be uh, checking uh, even the professionals on a more regular basis. But in many cases, you get like one inspection per year and the uh, food uh, government food inspector glances up, looks around a little bit, eats a free meal on the house, chats it up with the manager and leaves. And if you've ever worked in the food business, uh, I'd love for, to hear your stories about what it's been like with these government food inspectors. 800-259-9231. I think probably more likely to get somebody who's been in the food business to answer that question than we're going to get somebody to say, yeah, little girls need lemonade permits. I mean, if you are out there and you think and you think that a seven-year-old girl should have to have a, a, a permit regardless of whatever the cost is, uh, if you think they should have a permit in order to have a lemonade stand, I really want to hear from you at 1-800-259-9231. I mean, I suppose the ultimate statist could say something to the effect of, um, well, we need to prepare them for, uh, for life as an adult. Yeah, right. When they're, when they're going to be, when they're going to be treated like cattle and herded through life. Um, you know, it, it's absolutely true, but you know, it's the situations with these permits and, and, and all these costs for entry. That's what these, these things are. Essentially, you've got a, it's cost for entry. And this is the homogenization of America. Um, it's, it's making it so only large companies are going to be able to compete in the marketplace because they, you know, the, the mom and pop, uh, little, the little organizations, the little entrepreneurs, don't get to cut their teeth on lemonade stands. Mm-hmm. They're going to, uh, you or, know, they're they're more likely to grow up to be cogs in the wheel rather than setting out and opening up their own restaurants. And and right. and and really, America was built on small business, but it's it's becoming so that you know all the, your choices are fewer and fewer. Your choices are those who have jumped through the hoops. Those who are grandfathered in, that kind of thing. That's what the government's uh, inspections and licensing system really exists for, is to protect people who are already in business. You know, it's interesting when you look at children, Mark, as you mentioned, uh, we were talking about earlier, who hasn't had a lemonade stand, right? I mean, at, at some age, whether you're actually selling lemonade or trying to pass something else off as it is another issue, but uh, who hasn't done this kind of entrepreneurial activity? Some, as a, some kind of sales as a thing as a, as a kid. Yeah, and at some point that gets beaten out of you, 
right? Because kids are more uh, likely to be entrepreneurs than anybody else. They sure. haven't been told you can't do that. Yeah, they just and, they, you know they don't have a uh, they haven't been life hasn't smacked them down enough times. Well, when that, you say life, you mean the government. I mean that's because if the, well, in the absence of the I, government's uh, system here and this mandatory licensing and all that, these kids could get older and come up with new ideas for new businesses and just go out and do them from the, their own home. Or, right. I, it, it, indeed, that's true. But to some extent, it's life, right? Like, I thought that at one point I was going to, uh, as a child, I wanted to make paper airplanes and sell them door to door. Okay, fine. Sure. Right? And There's, the lemonade no, stands, uh, the, most of the stuff that I get, and I stop at every one of them I see, when yeah. I, whenever I see kids selling them. And uh, uh, to a one, it's all been awful, okay? I mean, it's watered down, <laughs> terrible Kool-Aid, okay? The reason I do it is because I want to foster uh, community uh, relations and to to, to to get kids to, to, to be entrepreneurial. Sure, sure. Yeah, so I understand where you're coming from when you say life intervenes. Okay, yeah, they'll under, they'll they'll get to the point eventually when they realize that hmm, these paper airplanes aren't selling very well. And this is part of learning, right? I mean, you 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 come to understand that your entrepreneurial idea did not have a market. You thought it was a great idea, but the marketplace disagreed, and so. You failed. You fail your way to success, right? You learn. Yeah, that, that's life. Right? You, you make mistakes. Hopefully you learn from them and you correct yourself and you, and you move on. Uh, so a little more from this bureaucrat and then we'll jump into your phone calls here. Uh, the, the head bureaucrat, again, making excuses for using discretion, which, again, is uh, code speak for the government saying, yeah, we're just going to ignore this because we can because it's not all about the law and enforcing the law. It's about only enforcing the law and we think uh, we can get away with it. Only coming down, cracking the whip against you when no one's paying attention. And people pay attention to seven-year-old girls in their lemonade stand. But if you'd been, a, I don't know, a 20-year-old selling cookies or something like that, you'd be in trouble. Uh, let's continue. And you shouldn't be. He says a lemonade stand is a classic, iconic American thing to do. Agreed. I don't want to be in the business of shutting that down. Well, you do want to be in the business of shutting down all kinds of other activity, like, say, for instance, somebody operating a, a delivery service from the comforts of their own home. They wouldn't have to pay for the cost of actually having some sort of physical location. All they'd have to do is whip up some delicious food in their kitchen and send it out on a delivery car out to or bike or whatever out to the the people that were purchasing it. Best That's food highly I've illegal. Ever, the best food I've ever eaten it was prepared in someone's home, you know? Highly illegal in many cases, in many places around the country. So that's the kind of people that this guy wants to stop. He wants to stop people who have great ideas from instituting them and making a better life for themselves, which is why it's people like this bureaucrat and his other licensing ilk and their other various different licensing bureaucracies. Because this is just the health code guy. <laughs> you got, you know, the construction licensing, you get the, uh, you know, fill in the name, uh, fill in the blank, plumbers, et cetera, et cetera, on and on. And so uh, it, it's his job to put a stop to entrepreneurship, to put roadblocks in the way of people that have an idea and they want to run, for, uh, run forward with it in order to protect the existing businessmen, in order to protect the existing status quo, in order to protect their prices as well. Because every time a new person comes into a business or an industry, then uh, they can undercut their competition and uh, lower prices, increase service. And the old school, the, you know, the good old boy network doesn't want that. So he's, he's protecting and serving the good old boys, not anybody else. And it's people like him that keep poor people poor. It's people like this guy that keep lower middle class and poor people from making their way up in the world by starting their own businesses in their homes and things like that. 
because it's just outlawed. So if you don't have the right. thousands of dollars to get into a five-year lease or something like that, a commercial lease, and open up a commercial kitchen, and uh, you know hire a staff and pay all that overhead, you're screwed. Most places, uh, many places, I should say, I, I don't know most, uh, many places have zoning restrictions that don't allow you to say live in or over mm-hmm. your business. Toll-free number here tonight, 800-259-9231. Your thoughts are next. Welcome to talk about lemonade stands, health inspections, or whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live the live saturday edition of the program take control of the airwaves dial in toll free at 800-259-9231 that is the SACL cai toll free line 1-800-259-9231 you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features there Again, freetalklive.com. Features including, by the way, our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo to show they are indeed listeners of this program. You can become a Shriner as well. Go get all the details and check it out at shrine.freetalklive.com. Well, one of the reasons that people don't stand up to the government's overreaching is is it it can be so expensive to hire an attorney when you take the government to court. Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without a lawyer who must know what it takes to win and for people with lawyers who want to minimize legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what should be done. So you can keep an eye on your, your, your attorney. It works for plaintiffs and defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And it's so easy the average eighth grader can go through the complete four CD course in a single weekend. I have gone through the course and I recommend it for anyone. Get it at Jurisdictionary.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We're talking about lemonade stand crackdowns. They've been happening, and the story out of Portland is not unusual. It happened last week where a seven-year-old girl was told, you better shut down or we're going to fine you $500. And if you want to set up again, you're going to have to pay $120 for a day-long restaurant permit in order to sell lemonade. Now, the city... Uh, the county government has backed down at this point because of the press attention that's been brought to the issue, and they, you know, they backpedaled. Uh, but nonetheless, it brings up the issue of regulation. It brings up the idea, this nonsensical idea of uh, government health regulations. And so we asked for uh, people who've had experience with these government health regulators to talk about their experiences, because I think everything I've ever heard is just a bunch of nonsense, uh, just bureaucrats wasting time walking around getting free meals from places. And then I also asked if anybody actually supports the regulation of lemonade stands. I mean, is there anybody out there? I'm just curious. What do you think about that? Uh, you think that a little girl should have to pay for a permit or apply for a permit, like a children's permit, uh, in order to get their lemonade stand? Yeah, that's what they need. They need little training permits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get them for a dollar fifty, but you have to go get them. So uh, 800-259-9231. Or you can bring up anything. You can take control of the airwaves. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. So let's start with Jim in Tampa listening to WFLA. Hello, Jim. Jim? Hello. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, hey, not much. I heard about you guys talking about the the little girl got her lemonade stand shut down. Mm-hmm. I've been a cook for over 30 years. That's what I've done my whole life. And I've 
dealt with health department inspectors. I tell you what, I've worked for every major chain there is around Tampa, Florida. And it's like you said, they come in, they walk around, they walk right by things that I work there. And I think it's nasty and I, you know, I'm not very articulate. But, no, that's all right. No, I totally, I totally they, understand. They, they come there, they walk around, they walk right by the grease that's running down the wall in the corner behind the grill. They don't even say anything about that. But they're going to shut a little girl's lemonade stand down? <laughs> so, I mean, it's Jim, just wrong. It's interesting that you call in. You've, you've worked at some of the major major chains. Now, it's my understanding that the chains police themselves because, you know, in order to, to, to keep their name, uh, whatever it is, however good it is um, that, that it is, that they, um, they, they send their own inspectors and that they come far more often and they're far more rigorous. Is and that random in yes, many cases. Yes, they are. They do. I've worked for, I don't want to, I don't know if I should or if Probably I shouldn't. can give any names, but I've worked for restaurants that begin with a D, with a V, with a C. <laughs> Fair enough. A B, I've worked there, an O. And those, those inspectors usually come in on a random basis, don't they? Like you may not necessarily ex- be expecting them. Uh, you pretty much know when they're going to come. You don't know exactly when they're going to come, mm-hmm. but you know they're going to come within sometime this week. I see. Very good. And so, yeah, there is, when that week comes, all of a sudden, they're wanting you to do a lot of extra cleaning. <laughs> Nonetheless. That they normally don't make you do. Interesting juxtaposition. I thank you, Jim, for the call and the expertise at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Keith, listening in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Keith. Keith? Keith is gone. Oh, maybe I should pay attention. Uh, let's try. Ke- Ke- is this K K Kesley? Kes- I don't know what that is. Kes- Kelsey, Georgia. Keith, it's Kiesel from Georgia. Kiesel, I apologize. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I guess I can elaborate on the lemonade stands, but it's going to be a long exaggeration. Um, Alex Jones, he's on the same channel as you guys. You guys get a lot of conspiracy. Well, he's on the same network as uh, as we are, but the network puts us on a bunch of different radio stations, and I don't think he's on any of the same. Maybe one of our eighty-one radio stations carries uh, that program. But go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, Okay, so so all the conspiracy theorists out there, can you honestly blame the elitists or the the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them, for what? And are that? I mean, is it is it so much to, to ask for a new world order? What are you talking about? That's what most conspiracy theories circle around. Some new right. world well, this order. Isn't a, this isn't a conspiracy uh, theory show. Here we deal with uh, real life. Uh, we deal with concrete information, and we talk about uh, you know the people that are trying to control others. And I think that uh, you know the little tyrants are all over the place, and they're not all necessarily in the same club, and they certainly aren't called the the new world order. I think that's. I think that's a real distraction from the, the okay. real issue. But what's your? I, just, I guess I don't really understand the point of, of what you're getting at. So I'm not, I'm not I'm not here to say anything about the the uh, conspirers or whatever. Lay out any facts regarding that. But as, as got, regarding this lemonade stand, so I can work with this example. Can you blame them for shutting down that lemonade stand because that could turn into some type of you know advantage or avenue for a terrorist to poison an entire neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> and I and I know that sounds ridiculous, right? But it can be so easily done. Sure, but it could be done with a permit too. Yeah, because they can just pay for the permit. I mean, right. the permit I mean, doesn't keep people safe. <laughs> permit permits are just what they sound like. They're an opportunity to give the government money so that you can then go about being without being harassed, uh, go about your business. I mean, there, there's no not going to be any bureaucrat in there testing to see if you put cyanide in the uh, in the lemonade. 
Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. And it would seem to me if you were going to have some sort of terrorist attack on a neighborhood, there'd be easier ways to go about it than selling lemonade to the inhabitants. Those Freemasons are insidious, insidious people. <laughs> Let's continue. Larry, listening in Clearwater to WFLA. Hello, Larry. Hey, how you fellas doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I'm enjoying your show. Yes, sir. And uh, I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas. I just wanted to elaborate on the out-of-control uh, bureaucratic permit situation. I'm telling you, it's going on all over the country. Sure it is. So i got a couple of examples for you. Okay. My mother this summer had her yard sale shut down by uh, <sighs> code enforcement because she didn't have a, obtained a permit. In Clearwater? $45 permit. You've got to have a... No, in San Antonio, Oh, Texas. in San Antonio. My mother's in San Antonio. Wow. And what, no, what, I'm just curious. Do you, know what the permit, do you know what the permit costs? You're lucky if you get $25 out of a garage sale. I mean, depending on what you're selling. If you got a bunch of big stuff, maybe you'll get that. But if you're just selling a bunch of little... sweet little 70-year-old lady. We had to get everything out of the yard and put it back into the garage until the time... It was a weekend, so we couldn't get the permit Mm -hmm. until that Monday. (laughs) This was was a Saturday. And uh, And what was the process like to get the permit? It wasn't that complicated. One page document had yeah. to be filled out, you know, name, address, and so on, and paid the twenty five dollars. Forty five. I'm sorry. I thought you said I thought you said twenty five earlier, and I was balking yes, at that. Twenty five. Twenty five. It's twenty five. Either way, either way. And you know, even if they make it easy to get the permit, it's about the principle of the matter. It's about the it's idea. The principle of the matter. It's her own private property. Right. Well, her own goods, which she no longer wanted. She's made dispose of any manner she wishes. So you'd think, right? Like, if you were actually a free person and you actually did own private property, then that would be true. Unfortunately, as you find out once you buy property for the first time, that there are these things called property tax bills that this uh, criminal gang of men and women calling themselves the government of San Antonio or wherever sends you. And if you don't end up sending them the property tax money, they send men with guns to your house a few years later to steal it from you. Right. You don't own property in America. Right. So really, you hardly own anything anymore. No, it's just a. I I want you to tell me, hang on, if you can hang on, we'll we'll bring it back here, uh, because definitely got good stories for us. 800-259-9231. War with Larry, and your calls as well. 800-259-9231. Maybe we've got a code enforcer out there who wants to call to justify his job. No, darn it, you need to have a garage sale permit because uh, uh, we own you. We're coming up, Free Talk Live. Hey everybody, Scott Horton here for FreedomCam.net. From coast to coast, the increasingly militarized American police state has grown out of control. Peace officers have become law enforcement. The old doctrines of minimal force have fallen by the wayside. Cops are now trained to use overwhelming force in virtually every situation, resulting in an epidemic of police brutality across our society. I say fight back while you still can. Film the cops and put it on YouTube. A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. Police perjury is no match for instant replay. Freedomcam.net offers discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while checking power and protecting yourself. Freedomcam.net. This is 
Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Hey, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the best ways to do that is to shop with us. You go to amazon.freetalklive.com. That's how you should enter Amazon. You know Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer, dozens of categories in which you can shop. Uh, You start your shopping through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of Amazon's profits. Still the same great Amazon prices, same huge selection. You're just entering through our uh, our portal at uh, amazon.freetalklive.com. Now, Larry unfortunately dropped off the line, but uh, was telling us a story about his mother and how she was forced by the threat of violence to get a garage sale permit when living now, in San Antonio, Texas. The bureaucrat didn't threaten violence. He didn't say, hey, lady, if you don't get a garage sale permit, I'm going to come over there and kick you in the shin. No, they don't have to. They don't to. have to. It is implicit. Because right. basically, if you don't shut down your operation, they're going to send cops out. And what are the cops going to do? They're going to tell you to shut down. And then if you decide not to shut down, these guys who have the monopoly privilege of the use of force will... Begin to shut you down. That's if right. If you decide that you don't want strange people in strange uniforms with funny hats and uh, silly pieces of metal attached to their uniform, moving the stuff around on your property, they may very well mace you or, or tase you or, or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, if it, or they might decide to drag you off for, for resisting in some way. Right. If, if you, you don't want to be drug off, at some point or another, the guns come out. Absolutely. With an old lady, likely they'll be able to, put, to, to actually forcibly pick her up and move her without... Uh, without shooting her but you know it's she wouldn't be the first 70 year old they've tased you're right about that uh so it's just so sad that that uh, number one that there are so many different permits and licenses and all this nonsense and then number two that people are so sad and obedient and that they go along to uh they go along to get along well, and i, I mean, don't blame the suge- them the suggestion the is, is that if the if the rules are implemented on everyone equally that somehow it's fair just because everybody you know has to in a specific geographic area has to do some activity doesn't mean it's not police state-esque there's no doubt that it is uh, police status. The idea that you have to beg government's permission in order to, as Larry pointed out, sell your own stuff on what is purportedly your own property is really an insult. And I know that San Antonio is not the only place in this country with the so-called garage sale permits. Uh, but permits across the board are a, a bad idea because it's just about obedience. It's just about paying a criminal gang of strange men and women to allow you to do what it is that you wanted to do yeah. without hurting you. Um, the I think- that people do want a certain level of uh, sort of uh, reporting on the, some of the restaurants that they eat at. They'll want to know whether they're, uh, you know, whether the, the kitchen's safe and things like and that. They but will. I think the marketplace can provide that. I think that uh, Zagat's could step right up and um, in and fill that slot, or some other organization could say this is super Certified. E. This says the super E of quality symbol, and you know, yeah, put it on the front door. Yeah, they, put it on the menu. Would, and I can tell you, whatever private organization did it, just like consumer. Reports will do a bang up job. Look at the internet. They'll do far better than the government. Look at the internet as a great example. I mean, when you're going around, there are millions of websites uh, from which you can shop online. Of course, we like Amazon.freetalklive.com. But uh, there are a lot.
lot of different websites you can shop for, uh, from which you can shop, and many of them have the little authorized.net logo or one of the other. They're different uh, credit card processing companies and these different organizations that help a vendor do business on the internet. And when you, for instance, you go to amp.freetalklive.com, you want to contribute some money to the show, we've got the authorized.net logo there, and we're allowed to put that there. When you click on it, it verifies that, hey, yep, these are the real Free Talk Live guys, and this is the real website, and we support this, right? So there's this there's this level of checking that uh, that they've done to verify, yeah. yeah, you you get to use our seal because well we're doing business with you. Anybody else that uses the seal, you try to click on it. If they're not real, it's not going to work. Uh, so the internet has come up with these ways to help people feel safe and secure online. In the same way, the marketplace would come up with similar ways for things like health inspections. Let's go to your calls, Teresa, listening in Virginia Beach. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Teresa. Hi. I really, I really enjoy your show. I, I, Thanks. I may, because of my work schedule, I'm not always able to catch it. But um, I tuned in here in about the last, uh, within the last hour, catching the lemonade stand. And, you know, from my experience, first of all, what Larry's saying, as far as his mother having to get a permit, I, I had lived in Richmond, Virginia, Oklahoma City, Columbus, Ohio, Dallas, Texas, Cincinnati, Ohio, and now Virginia Beach. And I have encountered this, this thing with government that has this need to always uh, find a way to tax or or force you to pay a fee to to do things like that, mm-hmm. to hold a yard sale. Um, if you want to get a job in a fast food restaurant, you need to go have a hepatitis B shot. Um, in some ways, I can kind of see the point, but having lived in Ohio, I went to where the Wright brothers uh, had their bicycle shop, and and I've also been to North Carolina, the uh, Kitty Hawk, where they actually flew their flyer. Sure. And and I thought to myself, you know, what 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 standards were in place? What government uh, fees and things that they have to pay to travel from Ohio to Kit, to Kitty Hawk and set up? They actually had a like a little garage set up, and they actually lived in that garage, and that's where they. They tested the right flyer. Sure. They built it. They tested it. They lived in that same place. They cooked. They cleaned. They lived there on the sands. And I thought to myself, you know, could you do this today? Right. And I I'm think it's a great question. Probably right. not. It shows probably how the government not. stifles innovation. And it, it's exactly. you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, if the FAA had been around, they'd say, oh, I'm terribly sorry. This is, this is not an approved hangar area. And uh, you, uh, is somebody cooking on this hot plate over here? Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. and, and, I mean, I mean, you can see you can see a, uh, a replica of the the it's like a garage combination garage living quarters storage shed etc right there on site now they've, they've recreated that and and they lived there and they they kept notes and of course as they were performing their testing and and tweaking the the right flyer to get it to get it to where it actually flew that day December 17th 1903 mm-hmm. you know up until that point I'm thinking, you know, where was the government? Where was the government involved? You know, uh, thank the goodness they were probably ever step onto that sand and say, "Hey, you know, you can't be doing this here." It's <laughs> a great question, and thank goodness they probably weren't involved at all because, uh, as you're pointing yeah, out, well, Martin, well, yeah, my point is, in my experience, because I want to start a small business, and mm-hmm. to be honest, I don't have a lot of capital simply sure. because the you know what I've gone through in life. I've, what kind of business? I've been may downsized. I ask? I'm sorry. What kind of business, if I may ask? I have I have different business ideas, but mm-hmm. when I try to write them up and pursue them it's all the money it's the funds as a matter of fact when i came here to virginia beach a year ago 
I checked into having a business on the beach. First of all, you have to apply for a permit. It takes you have to get on a waiting list. Oh, so it geez. takes you years to even get to the point where you can get a permit. Then you have to to get a five year permit, and you have to agree to all these terms. You have to agree to pay a certain amount of money, which is thousands of dollars. You have Horrible. to agree to to work during these certain period. You know, and now say you just have an idea. Say you have yep. an idea, which is what I I had. I had an idea for a business, and I couldn't. Um, and they took you know, a dump the all money. over I, it. For, right. When you find out yes. what all the rules are, it reminds me of when I, and, and by the way, thank you, Teresa. It was a great story. I appreciate hearing from you. It reminds me of when I was looking into in the, my early radio days, looking into, well, I'd love to own my own radio station. Wouldn't Boy, it be, be great really to cool. have your own radio station? Yeah. So then you try to, like, figure out how to do that, and it's Holy crap. $75,000 to apply for the, for the license? Yeah. I may or may not be approved. <laughs> I couldn't even figure out how much it costs to apply. I mean, but there is some sort of multi-thousand dollar cost just to apply and then they can throw that down the the drain of sorry we're not accepting applications right now you but can't, thanks. you really can't even apply on your own you have yeah. to hire an fcc an attorney. attorney at hundreds of dollars an hour in order to right. do it they made the rules so convoluted and so nutty sure. that you have to hire somebody who speaks their 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 fruity right. language gives, in order to do it the more uh, the more government rules innovation there are, has been stifled well, the, more most, gov- the more government rules there are the more attorneys you, you have to hire right. <laughs> most places in america them. i'm not talking about New York City or, or major me- metropolitan areas, most places in America, you can cruise the, up and down the dial and there's all kinds of open space. The average person could just put up a transmitter and put their music or, or talk or whatever it is that they wanted to put out mm-hmm. there and provide it to the community and you know sell a few ads in order to offset whatever it is, wh- whatever they want to do. You know, Maybe their church will, uh, will, will sponsor you can build a radio whatever. Too. But no, the FCC has a monopoly on these things and you've got to pay us and you're da 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 and all the same. Things. Same thing in Teresa's situation, the same thing in everyone else's situation who is in, in a situation like her where she doesn't have a whole lot of money to lay out. Sure, and you because go and you, she's been taxed all of her right. life. And I you, mean, if she could get back all the tax money that she's been, she'd be rich. She has a dream. She looked into what it would take to uh, to work that dream, to make it into a reality, and the government people just put up so many barriers and so many uh, pro- prohibitions and, and taxes and fees and paperwork. You just look at all that stuff and you say... Even if you could afford it, you just, in many cases, you might say, screw this. I'll just keep my J-O-B and I'll just keep showing up and working for this other guy. Because who wants to jump through all those hoops? It's horrible. And it's a, it's a huge drain on the economy. Your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. Hour two's coming up. Free talk. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.
This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the live Saturday edition of the show. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you might like at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com where all the features are completely free. So enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. In fact, the main feature allows you, the listener, to influence the things we will talk about on the air. In fact, the lemonade stand story, that's how I found out about it. I saw it on the front page of our website because one of our lovely listeners took the time when they were surfing around, looking uh, looking at stuff on the Internet, took the time to copy the link of the story, put it in over on our submission page at freetalklive.com, and then it pops up on our website where other listeners can vote on whether they like or dislike that particular entry. And then, of course, you get to vote, too, on things that you like and dislike. And the most liked will make it to the front page of the site, meaning we're more likely to see it when we're going about our show prepping activities. So thank you in advance uh, for helping us out if you are a contributor. And if you aren't yet, go take a look and get involved at freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, if you're just tuning in, last hour uh, there was a lot of discussion about how the government keeps uh, poor people down uh, by preventing them from starting their own business. Uh, it keeps a lot of people down, uh, not even not just poor people, but anybody that doesn't have oodles and oodles of cash, because the more government regulations and permits and fees, and uh, which really is just bribes, uh, the more of those things there are, the more right. difficult. Institutionalized graft and, and yeah. bribes. And the, and the more uh, the, the more hoops that one has to jump through, the more, uh, the, the more dissuasive, uh, the, the less likely you are to want to actually go through with following your dreams and, and starting your own business and being an entrepreneur, because it sure is a lot easier to just have a job. Why would you want to jump through all those hoops? So we were talking about uh, lemonade stands being cracked down on by the cops or health permits, even garage sale permits. You can bring up anything. Let's continue with your calls. Chris, listening in Kentucky. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Chris. Hi. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I just wanted to kind of chime in about the whole lemonade stand crackdown issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, it just seems kind of ridiculous to me that, uh, you know, we are a capitalist society, and yet we are cracking down on our children who are trying to learn the basics of entrepreneurship. Uh, I, I think that this is well, really something that... When, when you say ahead. we are a capitalist society, what do you mean? Uh, I mean, throughout history, uh, America has basically I'm built on small business and people wanting to better themselves through uh, self-appropriation uh, of funds through business. You know, I, 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 I mean, agree. You know, which, if, I, if, I, they, if they can't find a job anyplace else, they're, they're going to make their own. And, you know, this is something that uh, we are passing on to our children. And then when our children go out and try and do it, even with something as basic as a lemonade stamp, they're cracked on by a, a, a city government that really doesn't even necessarily care about the, the permit fees or or, or or anything like that, but simply because it's in the regu- in, in the regulations and they can do it, then they'll do it. You know, um, I, I guess the uh, the biggest critique I have is your use of the term capitalism. Um, some people believe that the term capitalism means the free marketplace, and uh, you know, if, if if that's what they mean, I support it. However, it's a really loaded term. <laughs> uh, the other other people believe that capitalism means what we have today, where big businesses and government are in bed together, corporatism, and, and right, and and uh, and the little guy gets shut out of the picture as much as possible, used and abused, and his uh, his rights stumped upon so it's it's this uh i don't know if it's it's even worth trying to salvage the term it's um i if, if you'll remember back in the 80s a guy named anton levey uh took over the term satanism 
he decided that he was going to open the church uh, yeah. of Satan. But it was actually, uh, it was it was really just humanism was what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. But he decided he right. wanted to salvage the term Satanism. <laughs> no, no, not that kind of Satanist that worships Satan. I mean Satanists that uh, like to have a good time and party <laughs> yeah, or whatever. I mean, you know, uh, I, I really think that a lot of terms are, you know, really tossed around a lot more than than what they really need to be, you know, today. But uh, I I would really like to believe I would like to believe that America is still, uh, you know, a, a free uh, a free trade system. Which, you know, I I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think it ever has been. Not, However, you know, I I would like to believe that we are. But I mean, even just going so far as you know to try and teach our children that you know if, if this is what you want to do, if this is what you want to you know try and 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 make some money with. Then this is something that you have it or right as an American citizen to do. Uh, yeah, I know what you would like to believe, but in order to believe that that America is somehow uh, free, you'd have to be highly delusional. I mean, because there's nothing uh, in in any way that is. Not, it seems like the government has managed to get their fingers into pretty much every business, every industry. They license. It seems like almost anything, and even if they don't license it, they're still taxing you to death. So, uh, yeah, I wish we had freedom, and I certainly wish we had free trade. But there's nothing like it here, my friend. And I thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And by the way, it should well, be pointed out I, that the, I think it should on. be pointed out that America's more free than most places. Okay, that's a true statement. It's not the most free, though. No, no, it's not. No, there are uh, there are other places like Hong Kong where economic freedom is is much greater than uh, than the United there States. There are places that have higher uh, amounts of uh, civil freedoms. Usually, you you're trading your economic freedoms to get them. This though. is true. This is true. Uh, so uh, we continue with your thoughts at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But yeah, free trade sure would be great. Oh, and I also wanted to point out that uh, capitalism does not necessarily mean the, the free market. As you pointed out, Mark, the, the word itself has a lot of baggage. But in the free marketplace, people can try all kinds of different uh, economic forms of organization. You know, They don't necessarily have to be capitalists. You could have your own little commune if you wanted to in a free market, so long as you weren't forcing people to, uh, to join. Right. So the free market encompasses whatever people choose to do. Now we continue with your thoughts, and we go to Michael, listening in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Michael. Hello. What's on your mind? Yeah, I, was, I understand it's a huge issue, but um, how how do we stop it? Stop what? Stop this whole suppression, you know, killing down uh, entrepreneurs and all that stuff. Ah, it's an excellent question. Do you have any ideas? Because I've got one. I uh, get everybody to just do civil disobedience but how do you do that it's a good that's a good suggestion non-cooperation is also a, a good way to go about it i mean non-cooperation and civil disobedience i think in many ways go hand in hand so the oftentimes by doing uh, civil disobedience and non-cooperation you'll get news stories and that's that could be helpful but essentially what this little girl did was a form of ignorant non-cooperation and civil disobedience yeah, she set up her own uh, lemonade stand without mm, getting a permit yeah well okay it, yeah but if it's civil, i think civil disobedience requires you not to be ignorant i think it requires but you she to got a news story and that's what i'm but talking I'm, about but i don't think it fits the parameters of civil disobedience you have to go out with the intention to commit Fine. civil disobedience and they didn't non-cooperate because they obeyed when uh, they were told to shut down they did shut down so there wasn't non-cooperation there either so i think non-cooperation and civil disobedience are key elements but if you just go out and start your own garage sale in san antonio or wherever else they have a garage sale permit and then you refuse to obey you're still all by yourself and you're not going to you're not going to uh, start a movement or anything like that right. so that's why i think that the the factor that needs to be added to the equation is concentration. 
So we get people who love the ideas of freedom. We get people who understand what freedom means together into the same place and then mix in uh, civil disobedience with non-cooperation with political action as well and uh, media and outreach. I think that's faster than trying to educate everybody around you so that they can yeah. get involved where you are. Right. A lot faster. Oh, well, yeah, right. Because <laughs> like if you concentrate... Generations faster. Yeah, if you concentrate those people together, then they can educate other people in the area and they can educate them at a greater rate because there are more of them. Uh, and so that's what we're doing, actually, here here in, uh, in New Hampshire, uh, have you heard of the Free State Project? No. Well, you might want to visit. If you, if you like freedom, that is. Uh, you might want to, and uh, you understand the idea of freedom is that you have to grant it to others in order to have it for yourself. Uh, if you go to freestateproject.org, you will learn more about it. Uh, Mark and myself made the move from uh, Florida down uh, about four years ago now almost uh, up here to New Hampshire. And we've joined a movement of uh, what is so far hundreds of people that have made the move. Thousands, over 10,000, have uh, currently pledged to make the move to New Hampshire. And we're looking to get to 20,000. So head on over to uh, freestateproject.org to learn more. And I thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Jim, listening in Tampa to WFLA. Hello, Jim. Jim? Yes, I'm here. You are on the air. What's on your mind? Well, I've been, I'm a, a small business owner for 30 years, and I think what people have to really realize is not just just what is being done to small business. I mean, it's being done to everybody in everyday life. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the things that I can tell you about is, you know, uh, thousands of unbelievable little collections. You know, I mean, and all these inspectors are are just tax collectors. Oh, indeed. I mean, when you, ha- when you have somebody that comes around to your business to inspect your fire extinguisher, and you get charged forty dollars to inspect your fire extinguisher, and even if your fire extinguisher is in the green, if it's a year old, you have to go buy a new one and be reinspected again. Ludicrous. So, so you imagine how many people uh, one inspector can collect in an hour's time? Yeah, it never ends through. either, and there's always yeah. new regulations. Thanks for the call. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And the features on the site, by the way, include our archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, don't you worry about that. We've got them all for you right there on the front page of the website. In fact, the uh, front page has the last week's worth of shows, but then when you click into the archive section, you go all the way back to 2006, all completely free. At freetalklive.com, the archives are brought to you by hostgator.freetalklive.com. Yeah, Hostgator is one of the world uh, – excuse me. Hostgator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name, whether you want a personal blog or – a complete e-commerce business website. You can let the experts over at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. 
uh, if you uh, just go there to hostgator.freetalklive.com. And as a matter of fact, you'll get your first month completely free by uh, heading heading through that URL. That's hostgator.freetalklive.com. So you can take control of the airwaves here. We've been talking about uh, the, the general theme has been this absurd nonsense known as licensing and regulation permits, fees, all approvals, bureaucrats, inspectors, just this nonsense that basically is a justification for parasites to exist. Because that's what these government people are. They're just parasites that suck off the productive capacity of individuals who are entrepreneurial and who well, are out there trying to make a better life for yeah, themselves. When you say parasite, um, it, it almost sounds like name-calling. And I don't think like name-calling... blood-sucking leech. They're, they're acting in a parasitic manner. Tick-like. Uh, you know, the, the the government, ex- the government is a parasitic organization. Yeah. Um, and but the people that work for it aren't parasites, and so it's, it almost sounds like name calling. And I don't think name calling. Uh, they aren't parasites. Beneficial. They're benefiting from a parasitic relationship. Wouldn't that They're make acting them parasitic? In a parasitical fashion. Okay, you're just you're now you're just mincing words. I think, but uh, none- indeed, nonetheless. Uh, so my point that I wanted to make here is that you've got all these absurd regulations. We just talked to a gentleman a moment ago about how. Uh, that civil disobedience and non-cooperation are really important here, but getting together with others makes a difference. That's why we are part of the Free State Project. And, of course, the Free State Project has more to do with than just disobedience and non-cooperation. There's also a political movement uh, as well here. And, and so it's that concentration factor that makes a difference. And But you have to ask yourself, what happens if you don't do civil disobedience and non-cooperation? Well, you get what you've got, right? You get... What you're getting, and that is more of this nonsense, more regulators, more licenses, more fees, more obligations, more force, more threats, more, you fill in the blank, more of this government. And voting hasn't stopped it, has it? I mean, when has voting for a Republican or a Democrat or a Libertarian or whoever, when has the voting system ever turned uh, the government around and, and made it smaller? In the aggregate, government has gotten larger year after year after year. More government departments are created, more regulations, more rules. I, I think you can uh, vote your way to a smaller government if you have enough people in a concentrated geographic area. But mm-hmm. once again, you're back to the Free State Project. With the idea is to get a bunch of liberty-loving individuals to move to one place. That but, way they can be more effective. Sure, but voting isn't good enough on its own because people have to come to the understanding that they don't want this stuff in the first place, and they have to be willing to do more than just check a box on a piece of paper. Because we've certainly seen plenty of evidence that uh, the voting systems in many ways are corrupt, uh, rigged, possibly easily rigged, things like that. So you don't even know if your vote counts. You don't even know. Uh, So if you've got non-cooperation, you've got civil disobedience that you're tying in there, and if you've got enough people doing those things, then they can't do anything about it. Then they are completely helpless. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Lee, I think, is with us in Largo, uh, listening to WFTL, or FLA, rather. Lee, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing tonight, guys? What's on your mind, Lee? Uh, uh, You guys talk about, you know, civil disobedience and and all that. I'm not a huge fan of our present government. I'm more of a along the lines of our founding fathers, you could take our Bill of Rights and wipe our butts with it because it's a worthless piece of paper. Uh, mm-hmm. These um, bureaucrats, they, they they take us, and, and you sit there and say this is civil disobedience, but if you don't get enough people, I mean, you would have to literally have millions of people to civil disobedience and put a, a shutdown to the economy by people not going to work and refusing to oh, work. That's not what I'm talking uh, about. 
I'm not talking about well, that's it. Why that's would I want to shut mean, down the economy? I don't want to shut down the economy. I want to boost the economy. The econ- that's what's going to get the people to that's what's going to get the bureaucrats attention is the people not not participating no. in daily activities. Have you ever and, done civil disobedience? Uh, um no, but okay. I would like I'm not talking. I'm not talking about some sort of shutdown of the economy. That's not good. Not it's some gov- huge trucker strike or something. It's the government that's that's crushing the economy. I'm talking about people doing disobedience and non-cooperation for the purpose of doing economic activity, for the purpose of getting out there and creating a new business or hiring somebody or or whatever it is they're looking to do as far as their dreams are concerned. I'm not talking about some sort of shutdown or work stoppage or or anything like that. I'm what, talking about what's going to get there. What's going to get the government's attention? No, let me tell you, any amount of civil disobedience and non-cooperation will get their attention, and any concentrated exactly. amount... What they, and what do they do? They come out with their riot gear and their riot police, and they will beat the crap out of anybody huh. and anybody. Maybe in Largo. Maybe in Largo, but uh, civil disobedience is Not going on here. In, look, look around the, the entire country. You've seen video, multi, multitude sure, of videos sure. of, them, of, of police beating our citizens. I know They're it. there to serve and protect us. Quit <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, reading the sides know, of their car, man. Funny. <laughs> hey, dude, I agree with Lee, you. Lee. I agree with you guys. Look, it's man. definitely a funny subject. They're not here to serve and protect us. They're Clearly. here to serve and protect the interest of the bureaucracy. Absolutely. You, you've nailed that one. But there are a few points at which, uh, on which you are incorrect. And as somebody who is uh, a novice. Me, sir. Mm-hmm. Enlighten you, sure. Please, please enlighten me. Yes, as somebody who is a bit of a novice into the world of civil disobedience, I've done a little bit, a, da- a bit of dabbling. I was arrested this week. You got uh, three charges for it, right? Hanging over your head right now. Seven charges, <laughs> three arrests. Uh, but uh, yeah, just this year, I've been arrested three times uh, for civil disobedience and, and non cooperation. Did you get beaten? Including last week, and no, I was not beaten. You treated quite uh, well. I was well. I mean, I was being kidnapped, but uh, my kidnappers were at least nice about it. They didn't push me around. They didn't beat me up or anything like that. And I think that's because up here in New Hampshire, I think many of the cops, at least in the Keene area, are a cut above uh, what I've ex- you know what my ex- understanding of the police. Because I used to live down in Florida. I spent my uh, 26 years of my life in Sarasota, uh, and right. uh, the cops down there were scary to me. And up here, it's not the same way. We have conversations with them. They are persuadable. I would say. Some of them more so or less so than others, uh, but nonetheless, leap, having leap. law enforcement against prohibition, yes. I, I believe we need to get as many officers on our side as possible. It's a fine idea. For, it's a fine, fine idea. idea. I like I, I like I, leap for what they are. I don't necessarily support 100 percent of their message, uh, but it's worth looking into and certainly worth telling the police about and people who worship the police. Uh, leap. Cc is their uh, their website address, but. Oh, what I encourage you to do is, is look into the Free State Project, and you'll find all kinds of examples of civil disobedience that have happened up here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's always the chance you're going to run into a rogue cop who's going to take it out on you. But that's one of the reasons why our activists are armed with video cameras. We've got audio recording devices. We broadcast live to the Internet using things like Quick.com, QIK.com. And so we have uh, certain measures that are in place. Plus, we've got people here who care about the people who are doing civil disobedience, who are on the outside, sending messages to them in in, uh, in jail, things like that. There's a real movement here, and it makes a difference. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed Program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson. Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. 
And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Saturday edition, we are here. It's Ian and Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. The features include our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. You can go and edit virtually anything there. wiki.freetalklive.com, wiki.freetalklive.com. And Mark, do tell me about gold and silver. Well, there's, uh, on talk radio these days, you hear about gold and silver constantly. People are uh, hawking it all over the place. And I think, it's a, I think it's a good thing for people to have, either as an investment or as a hedge against inflation barter currency, several good reasons to have some uh, precious metals. But when I looked into it previously before my career in talk radio, I found it really uh, kind of difficult I, to, to find out what to get. I couldn't compare apples to apples. Um, so I did manage to get some gold and silver, and, and I got some experience in the area, and I picked out some coins uh, with the help of some experts, but I picked out some coins that uh, allow that, that are essentially just gold and silver. They're not, they don't have numismatic value, not collector's value or anything like that that and you can go to gold.freetalklive.com we've got some of the best prices on precious metals in the uh, on the internet before you buy any place else check gold.freetalklive.com not only you're supporting free talk live but you're going to be getting some good rates at gold.freetalklive.com all right we continue here uh, taking your phone calls and we were we've been talking about inspections and government permits and regulations and how it is that the marketplace can do all of these things better and can do them all on a voluntary basis and how the government system and of, of its of its bribery and its fees and etc keeps people out of business it uh, prevents people from starting their own say home-based business and uh, starting uh, with a very little amount of money it, it prevents those folks so it kicks out the bottom rungs of the ladder of affluence making it difficult for people in uh, difficult economic circumstances to actually get a leg up i think that's a good analogy uh, kicking out the bottom rungs of the ladder because it, it's not it, mine it's uh, dr mary ruart's sure. healing our world you can do it um you can you can rise up the ladder of affluence but you have to be able to step higher um up on the ladder and some people are, are shorter f, uh, as far as affluence go than others some people have less money Yep. So I actually asked the question, do, you know, do we have anybody out there who's working for the government inspections and permitting folks that uh, want to defend their jobs? And we may have found one. Ted, listening in Bowling Green to WKCT. Ted, you're on Free Talk Live. Thank you. Are you a real government bureaucrat, Ted? No, no, I wouldn't call myself a government bureaucrat. I'm just a guy trying to make a living. <laughs> Tell me what you do. I am, was originally an electrical inspector for the city government. And I lost my job, got laid off back in February. Oh, okay. And I got called back about a month ago in a dual position. And it was electrical inspector plus code enforcement. Okay. And as far as the lemonade stand goes, I agree with you on that. You know, that's a bunch of bull mm-hmm. on that part of it. But, you know, don't kill the messenger on a lot of the other stuff. A lot of the stuff code enforcement does is enforced because of the higher-ups that write the codes and the ordinances. Sure, absolutely. And they are just doing what they're told to do. They're just doing their jobs like the Nazis. Well, that's... Right. And then whenever it goes bad and somebody's going to get a black eye, you know, they can be cut loose pretty easy. 
Yeah, and, and it's indeed. It's always the case that the the foot soldiers are the they're the tip of the spear as far as uh, the the way that uh, they're used for enforcement, and they're always also the ones that are most likely to be cut loose. The higher up bureaucrats are never take the fall for these things unless it's the very top guy, and sometimes the head will get cut off, and they'll just replace it with a new head. But I, you know, I guess when when you're talking about uh, electrical uh, inspections, and and this is an area that I think a lot of people expect the government to protect them. Um, you know, that I'm buying a house. The electrical is probably good because, well, the government inspects these things. But, right. you know, I, I I rigged my own house up. With, I, I did a, an addition and I put the electrical in there. And the government, because I was doing it as an, an individual, they decided not to. They, they they didn't have any rules for inspections. If I had hired a contractor, the inspector would have come in and done all that. So you because, could have really botched it up. Right. I, I mean, I haven't heard about the place burning down because I think I, I did the best job I could. I bought the best materials and all that other stuff. But, you know. It's it's these these laws are inconsistent. Well, that's evidence, Mark, that that's about protectionism. That's evidence that it's about protecting the existing businesses from new startups from coming into the marketplace. And that's really what these codes are about. Look, uh, Ted, I am uh, fully in favor of building a house safely. And I think that most people, when they have their houses built, would like that to be the case. And I think most insurance companies, when they're insuring a home, would like to know they're insuring a home that was built well. And so I think that uh, the these things that government does that purports that only the government government can do this uh, is nonsense. And I'm not saying you're saying that. You're just working for them. And, and I understand you got to make a living, etc. Uh, but uh, the, the, to to suggest that only the government can do these things is ludicrous and the marketplace can do them better and it can do them on a voluntary basis in the absence of government code enforcement, which is a one-size-fits-all monopoly. You can have various different, uh, essentially, third-party inspections, third-party certification that many insurance companies would require uh, that a house pass in order for it to be insured in the first place. And who doesn't want to have home insurance? I mean, that's a, a sensible thing uh, to have. So I think the marketplace could could handle these problems. Your thoughts? Well, I agree with you on that totally. Now, we do have in place, we inspect homeowners if they do their own work, just like we do a contractor, which I think is fair. Uh, to make sure that you have a good, safe job and you're well, not going to burn it's you only fa- If you want to burn yourself up, that's one thing, but children are something else. Ted, it's, it's only fair if it's done on a voluntary basis. Otherwise, it's force, and that force isn't very fair. But I thank you for the call and appreciate your time tonight and your thoughts at 800-259-9231. I, I think that that's more even-handed as far as uh, you know the, the way that they, they do it in his particular town. However, every town is to different. To everybody, you mean? In, in, to, to make everybody go through the inspection process, I get where, where they're coming from on the the electrical thing um i i think that everybody should i, I think that a free market would work better i could totally agree with you on that i'm just would. saying that different towns are different and then people get these weird expectations because government is inconsistent and it, it arbitrary bears, yeah it's arbitrary and it bears no responsibility for its actions a lot of code what if what if one of these, uh, the inspectors go through and inspect a house, and then a year later, the house burns down because of an electrical fire. Does somebody <laughs> get to sue the city? No. Heck no. And if you do sue the city, you're paying them to defend themselves. Let's continue with your calls. Gordon is listening to KMED in Medford, Oregon. Gordon, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, Gordon, what's on your mind tonight? I, I'll tell you, you guys, I just started listening to you about a year ago. I'm getting over laryngitis, so I ah. hope you hear me okay, but... It takes a while for a person to wrap their head around what you guys are talking about, but I love your show. Indeed, sir. Glad you're out there enjoying it, and uh, yeah. big thanks to K-Med for putting us on there. And uh, talk to Bill Meyer when you get a chance, the program director. Yeah. And tell him thank I, you. I, I give him a little uh, guff every now and again. 
Um, but listen, um, three things, if I may, I'll make it quick. The, yes, sir. The, the lemonade stand, the city called and apologized to the parents and the girl. That's really unusual. They did that. And there was also a man in Bend, Oregon, whose son had a lemonade stand. A guy came out and he says, no, give him a ticket. We're going to take it to a court oh, trial by jury. Oh, good. Well, I hope they do that. Yeah, that'd be great. Sometimes they won't even give so, you a trial by jury. You think you, I, you watch so much TV, yeah. you imagine that you can get a trial by jury. But, you know, a lot of times you'll just be sitting in front of a judge. It'll be a... Uh, right, it's, Bend is Bend is Bend is kind of upper well on a high end in many cases, and I think this is one of those situations where the guy said, "No way, brother! I'm taking you to court." Hmm. Uh, third thing, um, I don't say, when when it comes to garage sales and things of that nature, permitting. I think what people don't know is they. They, they they don't know how to play. And let me preface that by saying, oh, I was born in 1952. My mom went into labor playing Monopoly. I was born over a Monopoly board, literally. <laughs> so if you want to game somebody, don't try and game me. What I'm saying is <laughs> I had a garage sale, but I said garage for sale by owner. I had to move my things out of the garage I so that they could see the exact dimensions. So you of have the permits garage. there in Medford for garage sales? Yeah. Despicable. Thanks for the call tonight. That's I appreciate good trick, though. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, thank you, Gordon. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Yeah, it's true. The longer you listen to the ideas of freedom, the more they're going to sink in and the more undeniable they will become. They are based in logic and morality. More coming up, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated. So send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Live Saturday edition of the show, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board with the show, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over uh, to amp.freetalklive.com, and you will get access to perks like the amp-only forum, chat, uh, the amp-only, uh, not uh, the chat room doesn't really exist anymore. There's the main chat room, but everybody can go in there. So the amp-only forum is what you get, plus the amp-only podcast, which is uh, minus our normal recorded podcast commercials, and more. Go get all the details at amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up. From coast to coast, the increasingly militarized American police state has grown out of control. Peace officers have become law enforcement officers, and it seems like it's 
very difficult to hold anyone accountable for this. The answer? Film the cops and put it on YouTube. A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. Check out freedomcam.net. They offer discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while you video. It's freedomcam.net, and they're having a summer sale on uh, spy video cams. Check them out, freedomcam.net. All right, 800-259-9231. As we continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want, let's go to Ryan in Miami. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, um, I'm a potential victim of this, uh, the, the whole you know entrepreneur thing. And but I was curious as to what happens if everyone was capitalist? Wouldn't just wouldn't it restore its initial state? What happens if everyone was capitalist? Would yes, it, it restore it, its initial state? What are you referring to? It's, the initial state is basically uh, tyranny and you know people trying to dominate entrepreneurs and rising businesses. But isn't that what a you know, long-term developed capitalist capitalist uh, country would happen because you'd have a growing business over here, and that would eventually come so large because there's going to be some guy who's been doing really well, and he's going to do everything in his effort to maintain his business and keep making profits. Well, um, I, I think that uh, the, the confusion arrives with uh, arises with the term capitalism, first off. Um, so, you know, we don't generally use that term. Um, what we will talk about is the free market. But, you know, we can use the term capitalist if you'd like. I, I think it confuses people. So I'm going to use the free, term free market. I believe in a free market that businesses actually would uh, remain smaller. And I believe that most businesses get larger because of their, uh, their adeptness at using the government in order to stifle competition. Um, and that is how businesses get so large that where Walmart rivals the gross national product of many nations around the world. So you're saying the quality of the product or how efficient it is has nothing to do with it, with the, the growth? I mean, it, The quality of the product and how efficient a, a business is is exactly what makes them uh, grow. However, how is a business person – let's imagine a, a world of a free market. How is a business person going to get so powerful that he is in some way going to stifle you? He could lower his prices. Okay, so uh, he he would provi- he would provide the provide the marketplace with lower prices, and that is bad. Why? That would kill those in the competition. Well, the comp- why couldn't you compete by offering better service? Like, let me give you an example. Walmart, for instance, since that's the uh, the example of uh, that Mark brought up. I went once to bu- purchase a bicycle, and I made the mistake of going to Walmart because I figured I'd get a good deal. And, uh, indeed, I got a cheap bike, uh, and uh, I found out it wasn't put together correctly. And I took it back, and I got another one of the same model that also wasn't put together correctly. So I took it back, and I went and I spent three times as much at the local bike shop. And uh, I got a bike that was put together correctly, and the guy that sold it to me is a nice old guy, and he knows what he's doing. And I, I took it back for a tune-up of, you know, a couple years later, and, and I got better service from, uh, from that local uh, shop, and I got a better product overall as well. So uh, the idea that just because a business is big enough to, uh, to purchase things on a mass scale and get a big bulk buy discount is in some way going to guarantee them business is not true because there are other It's going fact- to guarantee them some business, but there's lots of things in the marketplace yeah. that people want. There are other factors involved. Involved, uh, involved. But there's nothing, there's nothing inherently negative about being a large business. He could no. install those old men, all, or Walmart could install all those old men in one of their stores. Theoretically, they could, uh, but this guy owns his own yeah, bike but one shop. Of the ways, one of the ways that they keep the, – uh, the, the, the old man is skilled, and Walmart doesn't pay enough to get skilled labor. 
So the That's way that they, they have low. low prices is by taking unskilled labor and putting them behind a cash register. Yeah, I, I remember mean, what you it don't was get like. customer service at Walmart. You don't say, excuse me, I'm looking at the, the, the bread here, and I, which one of these contains high fructose corn syrup? Which one doesn't? I, I don't know, lady. I got to stack yeah. boxes. <laughs> right. You know, I, mean? I know what it's like, man. I worked for Kmart. Try, for a few try years. buying a, a vacuum cleaner and asking questions about the different vacuum yep. cleaners. All I, they can do is read what's on the label. I just was like that you. guy, man. I was uh, worked the electronics department, and I knew things about electronics, but they had me take care of the vacuum aisle, and I didn't know word number one about vacuums. So I'd, I'd do my darndest to try to figure out things with the customers. But if, but, if you go to your um, local um, Miele or uh, Electrolux dealer, you'll find guy, a guy there that that his only job is to work on vacuum cleaners and he knows them inside and out which models are the best ones which ones aren't you'll buy a vacuum that is far superior to the others you'll pay for it but you'll get a far superior vacuum hey thanks for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 i agree with you mark that uh, the businesses that everybody loves to hate so much have in many ways used the power of the state to uh, to affect their competition to for instance uh, t- take land under eminent domain and, and use that to uh, to build their business or to somehow uh, get in bed with the government regulators to where they can regulate out their competition. And so in the absence of the government regulations, we would have a true open marketplace. And then small businesses and entrepreneurs would have the best chance at success because they would no longer be hampered by arbitrary government rules that are created by the government people in partnership with their friends and corporations. Right. The idea that you're ever going to separate power from money is ludicrous. The only thing you can do is eliminate the power. You cannot take the power and put it in the hands of the people who don't have money. It just doesn't happen. It's a big lie. Let's continue with your calls. Ladies come first. Sonia or Sonia in Tampa. You're on Free Talk Live listening to WFLA. Good evening, gentlemen. Is what it, a wonderful show. Thank and you. I'm Is it so Sonia? thankful for you all. Yeah, uh, no um, just to touch on what you were just saying, it's in the state of Florida. I have no clue how it came about that people do not have a choice of who they can go to for their electrical services. It's, oh, a, yeah. it's just one company that we have, and people feel trapped. They feel that they have a dispute, that there's nobody there to listen, oh, that yeah. they have to pay the bill regardless. <laughs> there's nobody there to stand up. And the quiet kept secret that people don't know is about the Public Service Utilities Commission, which really is, I found, in bed with the of all of the various uh, phone companies, the electrical company here in the state of Florida, where I found that they get a percentage kickback of their growth. So when you have a dispute and you go to these people and you're asking them to arbitrate and to mediate or uh, make a decision and settle a dispute that you're having with a company, you figure that they're going to make the best decision based on the facts, not not with any type of underlying oh, if uh, only. things that are going back that you don't know But about. all they do is they pretend like they give a damn. You get to right. fill out their paperwork, and then they reject it down the line. Right. The government sets up a, a monopoly. And, of course, you're going to get the worst customer service in the world from a monopoly. And then they put this regulation agency over the monopoly to make sure that you get better customer service. Then they staff the regulation agency with former monopoly <laughs> employees. <laughs> and then they tell you, don't worry, everything's taken care of. They could take care of this by getting their nose out of the business and then letting, competition and letting some other company open up and then if you had some dispute with the comp with uh with fpl or uh, what is it tico up tico. there tico then you could That's switch right. to fpl or you could you know whatever you you could or just you could switch have a na- or you could have uh, the idea and i'm glad you brought this up is it sonia or sonia 
Sonia. Sonia, Sonia. I'm glad you brought this up because it's a great example of protectionism. It's an extreme example because, like you're saying, they only allow one player in that marketplace, and that results in crappy service and a crappy product, and and it's just awful. And exactly. so, and so what I did, I wanted to point out, I took a stand against our electrical company, and I decided I was not going to pay the bill. I went and got a generator. Well, the coaches, <laughs> people, my neighbors decided, and I stuck. They started sending people to the electrical company. It was like, how could she have the power? How is she still there? They sent investigators. I did not have the power on. I had a generator. I had, <laughs> and then they sent the code enforcement out. Well, oh, guess geez. what happens in the state of Florida? You're allowed to have hurricanes, so you get to have a generator when that comes. So there was no code to mm. prevent me from having the generator. How much did it cost? And I put it in the media, and I ended up winning, went wow. to the paper, and everybody hated Acorn, but they were one of the entities that helped me fight them, and I ended up winning. It took, I paid a lot more, but I had a point to make, sure. and people don't know about standing up for their rights, and I love no. your show. Awesome. I thank you for the story tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Th- th- just just a brave a woman. Brainstorm for just a moment. She had enough. Yeah. On, <laughs> uh, enough. On, on what the power system could look like if we weren't stuck with these monopoly providers. You could have all kinds of innovation. You could have a neighborhood nuclear uh, plant that uh, was still really tiny and fed the, the entire neighborhood, and if some line went down halfway across town, you'd be fine. You could have all kinds of things that competition would bring about, but right now we're stuck literally in the 1970s as far as the power grid is concerned. It's crazy. Hour three's coming up. You take control at 800-259-9231. Bring up anything. It's Saturday night on Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all those features there for free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their sites. Ours is free. freetalklive.com. Right into your phone calls. Bring up anything. Ofer is on the line in New Hampshire on the amp lines. Hello, Ofer. Yes. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, so a couple of days ago, uh, you were talking about uh, some corrupt cops, a pretty typical story, but in this case it was, uh, he was selling drugs, I believe? Yes. Uh, so I was thinking, I don't like cops, but uh, we also, I also don't believe that selling drugs is necessarily a crime. I don't believe you do either. So I was thinking, it could be funny uh, if and when a New Hampshire cop gets busted for doing the same thing if we came to his aid. Yeah, yeah, that would be uh, would be something I think worth doing. Of course, I think it would throw a monkey wrench in some of the uh, some of the preconceived notions of the statists. And I heard maybe think a little. We're uh, I think we're a little late to the party. I heard that one of the cops on the the Keene police force was busted for selling coke and uh, and pot to high schoolers a few years ago. I'm not going to name names, but uh, I've I've heard rumor <laughs> around town that that happened. Oh, so. it's not exactly shy. Well, it's. It's shocking, but not surprising. Yeah, you'll have to give us a heads up if you uh, spot any stories like that in the news, and I think that's a, that's a fine idea. What else do you want to share tonight, Ofer? 
You know, I'd like uh, to I'd like to jump in on the I don't like cops comment. Um, you know, these are just people who just have jobs, and many of them are just doing what they're told. I find a lot of them likable, personally. Right. You know, and and the it, one's not going to create any any friends, um, and that's I think what one needs to uh, what what the ideas of liberty are are inclusive, not exclusive. Well, normally I uh, I offer the police hugs uh, here in, in Keene as I remember the Keene Police Hugging Squad because that's not creepy. But I was not. What's wrong with giving somebody a hug? Uh, it's not like I'm squeezing their ass at the same time. Uh, so, so yeah. So, but this morning I was not feeling very kind. I was not feeling like giving them a hug this morning because we had this uh, flea market thing that was supposed to go on in one of the public areas in town. And they came over and they threatened people, including a little girl who was running a limeade. She was going to sell limeade and... Uh, and some ice cream, and they threatened us with arrest for trespassing and disorderly conduct on public property. And by their own rules, their own city ordinances, which I didn't consent to, but by their own rules, which they supposedly swore an oath to uphold, uh, the public property is usable by anybody. And even if you have a permit, you still don't get exclusive use of the property. So they weren't even standing on their own rules. They were just intimidating people. And I, I lost my cool Making this morning. Making crap up. I have to admit, I, I lost my cool this morning, and I was very upset. But then again, they were picking on a little girl, so I didn't really feel like offering them any hugs today. And then they wouldn't let you reconvene in a different location either, so they were clearly targeting you. Oh, absolutely they were. What else did you want to share tonight? Oh, uh, that was it. All right, very good, man. I appreciate your call, and thanks for the time. 800-259-9231 as we continue with your calls about anything. Scott, I believe, is on the line in Charleston listening to WVTS. Hello, Scott. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me okay? Here you are. What's on your mind, Scott? All right. Hey, listen, I wanted to mention something about the licensing and the fees and the permitting and all that stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, We've talked before. I'm a business owner here. Uh, We got our new licenses when we we had to send in our last – well, it was weird because the the, the, uh, thing that we got in the mail on it said that – we would have to fill this out one more time because usually we have to renew these things about every you know, every year, and uh, they uh, they sent us one and it looked it looked different and it said with this is a one time fee that you're going to pay on this and it's making the business licensing certificate permanent to renew it on a permanent basis. Well, sure enough, I waited long enough and I got it in the mail and here it is and it there is no. Uh, expiration date on it. There's no, uh, you know, the date that it's, it, you know, in, that, that you uh, started and the date that it expires. Well, or um, you have to go get another one. Hmm. It's very, uh, it's very interesting that they're they're doing this. And but you know what it, it tends to indicate is that they're desperate for money. Yeah. Because the price of this one likely is higher than the previous one was that was it? was an annual one, right? Uh, no, sir. It was not really. It, it was actually it was actually cheaper. But now the thing that I am thinking. Uh, my take on it, anyway, is that they are instituting the infrastructure for a VAT tax, and I think that's probably what all this is. It has something to do with that because uh, we're seeing, especially with the uh, where you now you have to submit a 1099 form uh, to each you know for each vendor that that uh, is you know you're you're getting parts, you're getting something from. Uh, yeah, if you're, if you're buying one, yeah, six hundred dollars. It's an interesting speculation. Yeah, right? you know, there's there's nothing that the government would love more than a new uh, tax, and a VAT tax is very big. Some European countries are almost entirely funded by their VAT tax. The VAT um, tax. For the, can we explain how that works for a moment? Sure. Uh, Scott, do you want to uh, do you want to uh, explain it? The VAT tax uh, works by it every in every element of production where something is either produced. Or delivered, or shipped, or however handled, 
whoever that goes through, they put a tax on it, and then it, they put a tax on it again for uh, when it goes to the whatever next stage of development or production or uh, if, it, if it's transferred to somebody else, it, 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 it incurs that as well. Yeah, it's incredibly uh, uh, intrusive and draconian. And, and it also it makes the marketplace less efficient because then what you'll find is that businesses want to in-house more of the operations rather than uh, you know exporting them to other businesses that specialize in those areas. So they won't do it as well. It won't be a special right. They'll, they'll be much larger businesses. It, once again, the government, around. the government conglomerating power and uh, money into yeah. larger organizations rather than allowing small business. It's a horrible idea because it also hides the taxes as well from the consumer. Uh, it increases the, pro- the price of the product, of course, in many, many different uh, – I guess at each price point it goes up, or at each uh, c- commercial transaction point it goes up. But none of those are shown on the final receipt when you're actually going into the store to, uh, to purchase it. So it's really a, a vicious hidden tax. And I don't know if what you're talking about is them setting up for it, but I certainly do know that but there are people – It certainly could be. There are certainly people who want this to happen in, uh, in the United States and – and uh, it's yet another reason to secede from the uh, the United States federal government. I thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it, Scott. 800-259-9231. We continue with Randy listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Hey, Randy. Well, What's on hello. your mind? Hey there. You're on the air. Hey there. Yeah, go uh, for it. I tell you what, you're, the, those pop-up ads you got while I'm listening, those things suck. What are you talking about, hey, pop-up hey, ads? Pop-up ads. I have to listen to my station plus your station. I'm not mad about what? that. All right, we're talking about, uh, I think it was Maslow's Wheel of Business. Is that correct? Maslow's Wheel of Business? Yes. I'm not familiar with that. I, I, well, I, uh, I've got an uh, a associate degree or whatever it is. I don't yeah, see, it. I've got an associate degree, but I'm just a radio guy, so I don't have crap. Business. All right. Now, the thing is, is the government is interrupting the Wheel of Business. By using their little agents, but what I say we do, and by the way, the guy that was talking about the 1099s and the guy that was talking about uh, civil disobedience, I suggest nobody fill out a 1099. Right on. How about we don't fill out any government tax forms ever again? Uh, No, no, you have, you've got to fill out your federal tax No, I don't. I'm just talking no. about your 1099. Wait, 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 wait. Why, why, why not go all the way? Because, because it's a rule of law. The government doesn't go by it, but we still have to. No, why? we don't. Now, why is it that the organization that's supposed to be the enforcer of the laws doesn't have to go by their own laws, but somehow or another, because, because they, uh, they, they pass them, I am obligated morally to, to go by them? Because it's called tyranny. <laughs> right. Okay, you're right They're about that. Tyrannical, but yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to pay not, their taxes. Well, you know what? You don't have to. Thank goodness. I I will because I do. I'm not a tax cheat, even though even cheat. Though, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! To to suggest no, that you're on, cheating? Hold on, hold no, hold you on, hold on. To, to suggest hold that on, you're cheating yeah. suggests that they uh, have no, some sort of. Can't pull that out. Listen, you know what? The people who threw the boxes of tea over the side of the sh- of those ships. We're tax sheet cheats. 
No, they, to suggest that there's that there's cheating involved suggests that those people deserve the money in the first place or somehow legitimately uh, earned it, and they didn't. They're criminals. <laughs> when you get held up at gunpoint and you hand them your wallet, but you've got $300 in your back pocket, you're not cheating them. <laughs> you're just making it so the criminal doesn't get your money, and that's a good thing to do. It's heroic. They're tax heroes. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Anybody that doesn't pay taxes, especially in the face of potential adversity, uh, is, uh, is a hero in my book, and they inspired me to join their ranks. More coming up. You take control. Maybe you should do it, too. It's Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there, including the bulletin board system. Interact with other listeners with over 500,000 posts. And it's all free over at bbs.freetalklive.com. John Shaw and Osborne from the uh, Think Twice production team. They've once again done it. They've teamed up with the mighty Stefan Molyneux to present a brand new epic video. And I saw this video last night, and it is indeed epic. It's called The Sunset of the State. You can see it now at thinktwicenews.com. It's thinktwicenews.com. I can tell you it can't happen soon enough. Let's continue uh, taking your phone calls about anything. Rod is listening to WFLA in Pinellas, Florida. Rod, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, how, how are you doing? Rod, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I was watching a, a political uh, television show, and I also believe I heard it on the radio. The federal government—you got, you got, you got Congress making all of these laws, especially the main law about smoking. You're not supposed to smoke in any federal building, and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know that your congressman is allowed to smoke in his office? Because sure, considered- that's because he's more important than you. Well, first of all, I don't consider them my congressmen. I have no uh, ownership of them, and I have no interest in uh, in associating them with me. But nonetheless, I understand where you're coming. When the from. masters make the rules, they're not going to be they're not going to allow themselves to be treated like the servants. Yeah, yeah, but that's our. See, see, the point is, is that that's that's our house. That's mm. not their house. You don't really believe that, do you? Well. Today, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no evidence for it. It's it's what we're told all through our lives, and I understand. Right. Protect I mean, and those, serve. Those are the platitudes that, they, that, that, that these people are our servants. They even call themselves public servants so that they can be held more aloft. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Those people, are, <laughs> those people are our masters if we allow them to be. One of the cops they certainly t- act like it. One of the cops today, as he was shutting down a little girl's limeade stand here in Keene, New Hampshire, actually had the gall to tell me, on camera that they were protecting and serving me. I mean, it's ludicrous. They're threatening. They're threatening and they're hurting and they're aggressing. Uh, and sometimes they actually get the the bad guys, but for the most part, they're not. I don't feel like I'm being protected or served. And of course, I can't opt out either because, well, the only other thing to do is to go somewhere else where you're going to be protected and served supposedly by these uh, the same criminals just in a different gang. Thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 as we continue. Let's talk to Brian listening in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Brian, on the Amplines. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? What's on your mind tonight, Brian? Well, um, 
I had to call you guys tonight because this is, it's off topic, but I'm a Boy Scout troop leader, and my uh, older kids are in Boy Scouts. And we were having a fundraiser today, and one of the fathers related a story to me. His son is also a Boy Scout. And what happened, he's 15 years old, and he's got a younger sister who's 13. And she had one of her friends over, and they, you know, kind of hit something off. And they were kind of dating, you know, on and off, I guess. Like I said, this is I'm here in secondhand. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he went away to uh, one of the Boy Scout camps. And I guess they were talking or texting or whatever they do. And she was wanting to brag that they uh, had sex or something to that nature. And uh, he just sent a, a, a text that says, uh, we did it. That's it. That's all it said. And uh, then it was like, because uh, that was in June. And then a couple weeks later, on the 4th of July weekend, uh cop comes to uh, the house, his dad was telling me, and said that uh, his son uh, is uh, having charges pressed against him for, I guess, they call statutory rape or something what? of that nature. What? What's the age difference? In these 15 kids? and 13. 15 and 13. Okay. And um, because the mother was mad or, or something like that. And <laughs> basically what ended up happening was his first mistake was answering the door to the cops. Like you guys always say, you don't answer unless they have a search warrant. Yep. Well, but, I wouldn't uh, answer please don't anyway. say, Please don't say that he let his son talk to the police uh, without a lawyer present. <laughs> Well, at that time, he came up to the door, and they were talking a little bit. Mm. And then they said, all right, look, you need to go down to CPCS or whatever it's called, you know, Child Protective oh, Services. Geez. And we're going to do an interview with you. You know, why don't you guys just come on in? You know how that works, right? Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Won't be a big deal. Right, no big deal. But, you know, the cop, I mean, the, the, the guy's dad had a little presence of mind, and he got a lawyer, you know. So he got a lawyer go down there and the lawyer told him, you know, if I tap your leg, then just shut up, you know, answer the questions. And if I tap your leg, just shut up and don't answer any more questions. So they go down there and he said that, you know, he's being jerked around. And he's paying 200 bucks an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, the bureaucrats don't care because they don't pay anything for this. Sure. Right? So they're getting he was paid. down there for several hours. And then after the several hours of waiting, you know, and he's just, you know, he's, he's already, you know, he's fired up now telling me this because, you know, I'm just seeing dollar signs clicking, you know, and I'm like, I don't know. So then I guess he said, hey, is so-and-so here, the lady he was supposed to see? Oh, no, she's busy, but I'll talk to you. So a detective comes out, starts asking questions, and, you know, hey, do you know this girl? Yeah, I know this girl. Hey, did you do anything with this girl? No, I didn't do anything. Well, we have a text from you, blah, 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 and then the lawyer taps his leg, you know, shut up, don't say anything. And then the cop goes, okay, that's how it's going to be? Fine. And then takes him, handcuffs him, <sighs> takes him off. And says he's under arrest. Takes him down to juvenile hall, and it's about a twenty-minute drive. Took him four hours to get there. What? Nobody knows what happened during that four-hour time frame. And I said, you know, he's got to work with lawyer for that. You know, the lawyer didn't object to all that, or I don't know what they can do honestly, but that's a ridiculous concept. So then they take him down there. They eventually let the kid go, but you know, there's no telling what he said or what happened during this time frame. Mm-hmm. Sure. <sighs> so I'm just I'm. Fired up. Yeah, it's frustrating. 
Yeah, I'm glad I funded for the Free State Project. Me too. This confession they've got where we did it, I mean, that could be anything. Like, you know, my team won the baseball team. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. Right. Oh, you want to hear even a better thing? Is he was at a camp in Muncie. We're in Indianapolis. He was at a camp, a scout camp in Muncie when he sent it. So he said he's not even in the city. He's, you know, he's a, a couple-hour driver, an hour and a half drive away from here. And they said, we don't care. You know, they they didn't care about that. I mean, it's... Uh, so so anyway, wait, they look, go down there. let me see if I've got this straight so far. 15-year-old, 13-year-old, allegedly had sex, traded sex messages on their cell phones. Mom got upset, somehow got the police involved. Apparently, it's statutory rape when you're under the age of uh, 18. This is news to me. <laughs> The cops well, the age of consent here, and that's what I was trying to tell him. I said, well, his, how can he consent if he's under the age? Right, right. It's very confusing to me. But nonetheless, the cops show up. They make the mistake of actually talking to the cops, which leads them to wanting to get a lawyer, which leads the lawyer to want to fleece them for as much money as he can possibly get out of it. So he goes down for this right. interview because he knows the police interviews are going to take a long time so he can cash in. Uh, it would seem to me the, a lawyer – It would cha-ching. seem to me that I'm no lawyer, but it would seem to me a lawyer that actually cared about their clients would say, yeah, let's not talk to the cops here. Here's what we need to do, oh, yeah. X, Y, and Z. Oh, I'll tell you what, hang on. We're going to bring you back and finish the story here in a moment. 800-259-9231. Then the cops get upset because he's not answering their questions and decide to do a little show of force and tour him around in the police car for four hours to scare him, and then they let him go? We'll find out what happened here in moments. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. We are back with more Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the show. Tonight, joining you, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features there. In fact, the main feature of the website actually allows you to interact with other listeners and actually create the content of our site. Uh, You go find something online you think is pretty cool, a blog post or YouTube video or news article. You take it, you put it into our site, other listeners then vote on whether they like or dislike, and the most likes make it to the front page of the website, meaning we're more likely to see them and talk about them. But even if we don't talk about it, other people are more likely to see it, the people that surf our site, uh, to get the latest information from our listeners, from uh, people that share their beliefs, perhaps, or may share interests with them. And it's really just a neat site, and it's thanks to listeners like you for making it great. At freetalklive.com, as uh, we will continue here, oh, by the way, I want to mention to you that uh, we've got a webcam also on our website, and it's brought to you by MemoryDealers.com, meaning that it's free. You just go and watch and enjoy at cam.freetalklive.com, and you can interact as well because the chat room is built into the same page. Right. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacs, and X2s. They're all 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers out there and up to 99% off of list price. Uh, that's in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery at MemoryDealers.com. All right, so we're going to continue here. We've got Brian on the line in Indiana, and he's telling us a story about two teenagers. Uh, I guess one of them is a son of a friend of his, and 
and the Boy Scout troops, et cetera, they're in Boy Scouts together. So this uh, teenage boy, 15 years old, uh, kind of hits it off with a 13-year-old girl, and they may have fooled right. around to some extent. Mom finds out. The girl's mom finds out, gets upset, brings the police in. They come over. Uh, your friend, unfortunately, opens the door and starts talking to them. They bring a lawyer into the situation. The lawyer milks them for as much cash as he can get. And then the cops end up uh, arresting this, uh, kidnapping this young man, arresting him, uh, putting him in handcuffs. At the during this interview because he stopped answering questions at the direction of the lawyer and then they took him down to the juvenile detention center which as you say is a 20 minute drive away but it took him four hours to get there who knows what kind of intimidation tactics uh, that they were using on him in that period of time and that's where your story left off so do continue yes sir um just to clarify on uh the four-hour drive his dad said that uh for some of that time they had him in a uh, empty room Sitting by himself, trying to sweat him out. Oh yeah, but they, I guess I guess the kid was tired, so he took a nap, which is a good thing. Good I for guess. him, but, yeah. But uh, also, that text, like I was telling you, the text that he sent was from out of town, uh, about an hour and a half away. So when the cops tried to say the date of the incident, the kid wasn't even in town. Oh. I mean, there's no way he could have committed the sex because the date that the the mother and the cops were all stating. Was okay. You did this on this date, da 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 da. And he's like, "Well, I was at a Boy Scout camp, an uh, hour and a half away. There's no way I did this." Well, we have a text message. Well, um, <laughs> a text message that said, "We did it," which could mean anything. Yeah. Like he was at a, exactly. he was at a Boy Scout camp. He could have been talking about his team winning in flag football. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that's the part that just to use a Glenn Beckism, you know, the whole blood shoot out of my eyes thing when I hear this story. But anyway. Um, so after this, the, the the parents, they go down there, and they have to do another interview, and they talk. And then they finally go, well, we don't have enough to formally charge him at this point. But right. But they managed to, to kidnap him successfully and uh, hold him against his will for four hours. That's nice. Right. And you would think that, okay, if they don't have enough, like, you know, you watch enough TV. Okay, if they don't have enough, they're just going to drop charges, and everybody cheers, and you walk out at the end of the movie, right? No. Mm. So what they do is they tell him, we are going to keep it on your CPCS file until you're 30. I don't know how they could do that because the kid, you know, you would think that it goes off at 18. And they said, no, it doesn't go off your 18. Uh, we can keep it on your file till you're 30 so that it's he's on a list. I don't know if it's the, the regular sexual predator list, but they said this list will prevent him. You know, he's a Boy Scout, granted. And uh, if he wants to go work at camp or if he wants to uh, work with younger children after he becomes 18, um, they said this will prevent him because it will show up on a uh, search. He won't be able to to be any sort of teacher. Not that's outrageous. If that's true, I don't know if – I would like to know the validity of that claim. Right. Because, they can lie with impunity. Right. Uh, I, I think right. it's – I said, I don't know if it's true, but when I heard this, it just really – Yeah. Really if that's a me. true statement, it's absolutely outrageous because then they're basically saying that we're going to keep this uh, this completely unsubstantiated accusation on his criminal uh, – you know, some sort of a permanent record and that uh, we're supposed to believe that that's going to be the case and that people are going to be checking that record. I, it sounds unbelievable to me, but at the same time time uh it's hard for me to be surprised anymore by the absurdities of this police state right and that's that's the part that just baffles me because they said also that they could come back that they're not dropping the charges they're just <laughs> with i don't know what they call it uh, suspending withholding whatever yeah they put they and basically they put it up on the shelf file yeah right they said that so now this kid's got to stress for the next five years of his life that at any point in time 
you know, in five years from now, he'd be 20. You know, he could have a job. He mm-hmm. could have a wife. He could have a kid. And then all of a sudden, they're going to come in and snatch him up. Yeah, we're going to get you now for, you know, talking to some girl. And they haven't even, you know, I don't know if they should do this or what, but they, the girl's never even been medically checked to see if she's still a virgin or not. I don't I mean, know that that uh, is going to necessarily show concept. anything. But... Wow. Well, I mean, if, I mean they, they don't even know if her hymen's broken. I mean, if her hymen hasn't been broken, obviously she's not a... <laughs> well, right. I don't think I don't think that uh, I, I don't think that's going to matter uh, because the 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 sexual um, the, the the sexual statutory rape laws are not necessarily. I don't think they have necessarily to do with intercourse. I mean, you could have oral sex and still. Uh, there was a, a guy, a young man down in Georgia, seventeen year old uh, teenager who had, I think, oral. A fifteen year old girl gave him oral sex, and he ended up going to prison for that. So, uh, yeah. oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. Horrible. It doesn't. You don't have to have a a loss of virginity or any sort of uh, intercourse to be found guilty of statutory rape. But I thank you for the story tonight. I appreciate your call, and uh, the, thanks again. It's really disturbing. Really disturbing. Because teenagers are going to do these things. Yeah. They don't care about your laws. You know, you may or may... Obviously, parents don't want their kids to to make these life-changing choices too early. I get it. I've Mm -hmm. got a child. I understand. Um, But... You know, to, to you get better the police, lock them in a room then to get the police to get the police involved. Um, you're, you're just going to ruin some other kid's life. Yeah, it's Look, horrible. If the little girl, uh, the seven, the 13 year old girl consented to have sex with a 15 year old boy, then she statutorily raped him, too. And there have been cases where people just because have been he's, for that. you know, he's a year and a half older or whatever. It doesn't mean that he's the one who should bear the 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 the, the onus for this. It's outrageous. Let's continue with your calls. Uh, you're welcome to share your thoughts on whatever you want. Bobby is listening in Vermont. WKBK. Bobby, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Mark. How are you? Oh, hey, I'm here, too. Ian is here, Bobby. But what's on your mind? Ian, Ian, too. I met you guys about three weeks ago out in the common in Keene. I don't think Mark was there, but uh, you definitely did meet me. Anyway, what's on your mind tonight, Bobby? It was nice meeting you. I, I, I was going to talk about something else, but you got a good subject going here, and I wanted to, I kind of wanted to redefine about what that last gentleman was talking about. Sure. Now I don't know if this is a federal law, but it, but it, or, or but it could be. But uh, the law reads in New Hampshire that. Testimonial evidence by the victim is not required to be corroborated, which means that let's say that you go to a bar or you go to a, a restaurant and you meet a woman and, you know, you buy your, a, a glass of orange juice, let's say. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be an alcoholic beverage. Right. And you get to know one another and you find that there's a camaraderie between, you know, both you and her and she feels the same way. And you both decide to either go to your place or her place and then have consensual sex. The next day, she can go down to the police station and say, you raped me and you're going to jail. And there isn't anything that you can do about it. It's her word against yours, and it's her word against yours. And the proof, and if you're not wearing a condom, the proof is in the pudding. You know, unless you so go speak. ahead and get, uh, you know, uh, uh, a piece of paper with a notarized saying that you know the consensual sex was in agreement. 
You're going to jail. Right. You have to sign some sort of sex contract. Bobby, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, it seems absurd, but really, it's almost what it's come down to these days. More coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. About enough time for your call. If you make it now to 1 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features on the site. They are completely free. So, again, head on over there, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, go to promote.freetalklive.com. You will find a list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live on the air in more uh, markets and get more Internet listeners on board listening to the ideas of freedom. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls, Nick, listening in Myrtle Beach to WRNN. Hello, Nick. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Nick, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Oh, not much. First of all, I want to thank you guys for the show. It's it's nice to actually hear uh, different thoughts once in a while instead of the usual rhetoric that's going around. Isn't on, it? Uh, I appreciate yeah. that. And here's what you can do. Uh, you and everybody else that appreciates Free Talk Live, take a moment to uh, contact your local uh, talk station. In your case, it's WRNN there in Myrtle Beach. And uh, say hello to your, to your program director there. And uh, Dave Priest is the PD there at your station. And uh, tell him thanks for putting Free Talk Live on and ask him real nice to get more of the show because we actually do this six nights a week. Yes, I'll do that. Thanks. Uh, Appreciate it. I was I was calling basically about, you know, obviously all these permits for garage sales and lemonade stands is ridiculous, but was there not a time when, you know, there there were regulations that, that kept companies from getting so big and powerful? And it's, it seems to me that all those regulations are disappearing. Um, like, I know, what was it, the, the early 1900s wasn't, you had to prove that you were doing something for society to remain a, regu- uh, a corporation. Yeah, that's correct. And one... Once that disappeared, it seemed like it just kind of went downhill as far as where corporations went. Well, Nick, let's strike at the root here for a moment. You may be right about what you're saying, but corporations, I think, on their own are a bad idea. Now, let me make sure I'm clear with what I'm saying, because a lot of people think a corporation is a business, and that's not true. Uh, corporations are protection for business. And you may already know this. I just make make sure it's clear for for everybody listening. A corporation is a, a legal fiction. It's an idea, a concept that was created by people in uh, the government to assist their buddies, their uh, industrialist buddies, and protect them from liability. That's what corporations exist for, essentially to separate the operators of the business from the liability of the actions that are taken uh, on behalf of the business. So therefore, the, uh, the people that are running the operation don't actually have any personal liability for what happens with their business for whoever, you know, whether they screw somebody over or break an agreement or, you know, destroy something. They're not liable for those things. Unless it's actually criminal. So uh, the government essentially created this corporate corporate veil, if you will, to protect these people, their buddies from in civil industry. liabilities. Yeah. So that's all a corporation really is. Absent a corporation, what you really have is a business, 
and a business run by people that are liable for its actions. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it, it just seems, you know, over time, because especially you go back to the 90s and we had NAFTA where that, that you know, basically took away the borders and you're seeing lots and lots more jobs leave. Um, well, the reason why a lot of jobs are leaving is because of regulations, uh, because there are a lot of rules and uh, and or arbitrary and transportation's becoming cheaper. It's a, a you know a gallon of gas costs less in real money than it did four decades ago. So it's easier to produce things across the world with communication and and transportation. But being the government cheaper. drives people away. The as government well. does. Uh, you know, obviously the government drives them away, but now it's easier for them to go. Mm, sure, sure. And of course, uh, in other economies, you can get more for less. And uh, of course, the government yeah. has made that difficult here with things like minimum wage laws and all these other arbitrary regulations that increase the cost of doing business. So if you can do business for less somewhere else, why not? I can't say I blame anybody for that. Except just, well, see, and that's it. I, I see a lot of the reasons. To me, that they're leaving because, you know, when you can pay someone, you know, a whole lot less, you know, you, obviously you're going to do it. But it, it it just seems to me that, that that now with everything being so big, it's it's so hard for smaller businesses to come up and to be competitive. It's and, true, you know, because I I look at I like to look at businesses. You know, you could start a business and you know do well for yourself, but obviously as you get a little bigger, you can't do that by yourself. So you need these people, and it, it and they help you make that money. And there's you know now it's it's well here's your job, you're going to like it, and we're going to pay you as little as possible, and. Right. Well, and maybe if they didn't have the government uh, just molesting them for cash all over the place, uh, left and right, they'd be able to pay you more. In fact, if you look at what it takes to hire somebody, uh, you're getting – if you look at your pay, pay stub, if you've got a job, you've got Social Security and Medicaid and all these federal taxes. They're paying you almost out. twice what you're getting. Yeah, because the federal government yeah. is actually just sucking it off right off the top. And the much of it you never even see. In fact, the 7% or 7.5% you see for Social Security is actually – there's another 7.5% behind the scenes the that your employer is paying. Um, that money would otherwise be going to the employee. And then, and then uh, you know, you add up all the taxes, and that's a significant hit to people. Well, I don't know. Just because I've, I've had some roles in, in middle management where I see, you know, not not all profit sheets, but, but knowing that these companies are, are making – Making plenty of money, and it just—it's hard when you, you're there and you're working with all these people, and they're struggling yet working hard, and it doesn't seem that it's that it's set up as a system, or, or you know that they can get away with it. And, and yeah, with all the factory jobs leaving because they can pay people less, and it's all towards geared towards instead of being something that can improve all the people that make it work's lives, it's just basically to help the people at the top. Well, right. I, of course I, it is, because it's the people at the top that control the government and their regulations, and, and that's the yeah. way it's always going to be. So no amount of, no it, while, there's, while there's power concentrated in an area called government, um, there's, there's all, that's what's always going to happen. Yeah, no amount of changing the government is ever going right. to fix that. You know, because to, the the idea that the working man is ever going to wrest the control and power that is the government from people who have the money in order to finance the campaigns, the politicians who run the government, is an absolute red herring. Well, the only hope that the working man has in that case is to get together with other liberty-minded working men and uh, and refuse to obey. And, and and then if you see the profit sheets and you see all this money going and you say, well, I could do this better, I could uh, take less money and I could do a better product and pay my employees more and go out and start that business without just, begging for permission It first. just sounds like the uh, the same old treadmill. Vote for the Republican. Vote for yeah. the Democrat. Nate, vote thanks. For the- oh, yeah. Appreciate it, man. appreciate hearing from you. Let's go to Mike in St. Louis. Mike, we're getting short on time. Give us your thoughts, please. Mike. Oh, Mike's gone. All right. Now let's try Roger listening to uh, KMed in Medford, Oregon. Roger, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hello. It's Roger. Roger, you're on the air. Go ahead. 
All right, thank you. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for your show, by the way. I like your show. Um, I just wanted to comment on the bureaucrat who called who was an electrical inspector. You know, the the, the, the Nazis in World War II, when they were tried at the Nuremberg trials, they all said, well, we were just doing what we were told to do. Mm, Yes, they did. They hanged them all all anyway. uh, Each person is responsible for the crimes they commit, regardless of... Who told them to do it? You nailed it, and Roger. Like- Thank you for the call tonight. Yeah. Let's talk to Richard in Austin. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Richard. Richard, in Austin, going once. You guys should have a man for our show just talking about the CAFR, the Comprehensive Annual Financial Report. It's an interesting topic. The CAFR is an interesting topic. Uh, I mean, we're just, I'm going to summarize it here in a moment. Uh, it basically, uh, the government always claims it's got this budget, and then we haven't met our bar. We're, we have exceeded our budget, or we've got to keep it under the budget, etc. They always talk about the budget, but the CAFR is everything. The, their entire, all of their assets and investments, and the money that they're earning off of those investments. And actually, as it turns out, uh, when the, you take an accountant and you go and you look at this information, governments across the country are taking tax dollars and investing them and, and getting returns and uh, you know putting it toward pension funds and things like that and they literally have billions and trillions of dollars that are essentially off the budget uh, that uh, they just don't want people to know about and it's an interesting subject you're welcome to call maybe monday night tell us a little bit more about your thoughts on it because it's it's too deep to get into here in uh, you know two minutes let's go to you can go look for a comprehensive annual financial report online and i'm sure learn much much more about it it's it's confusing to me as somebody who's not really much of an accounting type you know i i can balance my checkbook <laughs> but i definitely understand where they're coming from on that and they're, they're screwing people over royally and they're pretending like they're always out of money right that's what they do they always pretend oh my god we need more money for the budget yeah. well, they have all this money they're just not telling you about it i mean it's all public information you can go dig and find it in this comprehensive annual financial report, but people don't talk about that stuff. Let's talk to John, listening in Tampa, uh, supposedly to WFLA, but that's not possible because they don't take our third hour. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. John, are you in Tallahassee or Tampa? Tallahassee. Ah, that explains it. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I brought up the, uh, the subject of uh, corporations and then, then them keeping the money and made us go back to LLCs, which was probably... 30 or 40 or 50 million dollars, who knows what, that they didn't refund or apply. But uh, I'll make a long story short. I don't pay taxes because I'm not represented. I'm an ex-convict. They can't do anything to me for not paying the taxes. They don't even go after you if you don't pay your taxes. Awesome. Uh, I think that's heroic, and I thank you for that. Uh, I think more people should follow in your lead. I know that uh, I have not in many years, and screw them. I have no obligation to them, and they don't follow their own constitution or their own laws, so why should I? I certainly never agreed to them. And uh, I hope that we get more people like you together here in New Hampshire so we can get together and uh, stand strong together. I appreciate it. We're out of time for tonight. Join us for tomorrow night's live Sunday edition. And hopefully I'll be back on Monday if they don't put me in a jail cell after an arraignment Monday morning. Have a great weekend. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. 
Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more all originating here. Though it's more than just activism with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.